a part of stoicism, uh, Google it for everybody out there. It's a mindset. It's a philosophy. Um, is the manifestation of understanding where you would be at your lowest point is as part of stoicism. And and then I really did it. And I was thinking about it because I was really I, I I asked myself why did you cry? What made you cry? Well, it was fear. It was potentially being scared. Can we pull this off the way we want to pull this off? All these doubts. And then I woke up and I felt good. I mean, partially because I was unslept that I was feeling very emotionally (laughs) unbalanced. But I woke up and I started to put it down on the paper. What my life would look like if it all went to shit. If I put it all in finances, every fucking penny I had all in and it went to shit, what would it look like? And then I started to think that it's not so bad. I know that again, whatever happens to the business, both of you are giving your 150% and I am too. So there's Even nothing more we fail. can do. What can you do? It fails, it fails. <laughs> Who gives fuck a it? fuck? Just show Just everything. Just show everything. Everything. And that's, that's what we the did. Keyword. And so people everything. really started getting interested. But they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, people like, are like, what are you guys doing? I'm Jake the Rover. My life goal is simple. WWE star called Mr. America. My name is Leslie Carls. My nickname is The Panda. And I run this ship. Nick, just Nick. Can I get a midday squares? We are live. It is Friday, midday squares uncensored. How's everybody doing? You know the show. We talk about entrepreneurship, family business, chocolate, and whatever fucks are on our mind. Sophia is in the room today. Everybody, if you don't know Sophia, she works as our sales manager making sure the product gets out there. She was just singing something that I want to share with you. Do you guys remember this? Well, we don't know what it Quit is. Quit playing games with my heart. Quit playing games with my heart. And I'm a sim. Keep playing games with... Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. And no boys. one's interested if, in your if, boys. If, <laughs> if you weren't into the Backstreet Boys as, as a young lad, were you even a young lad? I agree with that. I agree with that. The if, ba- you, if you're from the 90s. No, but they they kicked it, man. Yeah, like they, they still did kicking it. it. They, they, uh, yeah, I I went to their recent concert. Okay, <laughs> top no, row. No, no, no. I had to sit in the nosebleeds. Which girlfriend did you bring to this concert? The boys. No, no, no. You went with the five boys, boys to the five boys. No, we went. Kranzberg sitting there, cheering them on. He's going. That's an old friend of ours. He was just pumping it the whole time, sweating buckets, and it, we were in the nosebleeds, the top row, the cheapest ticket. We went. We showed up. It was the time of our lives. They still had a little bit of energy in them, by the way. They had some energy in them. Wasn't their 90s energy, but they still had it. And they're still talented people. I I still, I've been saying it. I think that the Backstreet Boys should recruit Donnie Wahlberg from um, New Kids on the Block, which is Mark Wahlberg's brother. I don't know if anybody know that. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. I love Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, we got to get Donnie Wahlberg on. He's a legend. On On the show, no, on the podcast. Donnie Wahlberg. If anybody that listens to the show knows Donnie Wahlberg, please reach out to him. Let him know that we want him on the podcast. Okay, so this is the Roundtable episode, as you all know. And this is really uh, a time for Jake, Les, and I to sit down and shoot the shit and talk about things because we don't oftenly get to talk with each other. Um, and we've had questions piling up for a while now. I know the last two episodes, we lightly were able to get into um, some of the questions that our community was asking us. But at the same time, we had other subject matters that ended up dominating really the show. 
I want to talk about what's been going on in our life right now. Um, I'm glad you're bringing that up because I thought that would be a perfect thing to talk about today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's definitely it's definitely our opening segment. Our opening segment. Um, but <laughs> Ted, don't don't look at me like that. No, um, I'm. I cried the other night. I sulked in my bed. I don't. Was it a Wednesday or it was Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, yes. Wednesday. It was Thursday. So entrepreneurship is this thing that people want to do. They idolize. You look at it. The media only talks about the good. This company sold for 600 million. This company sold for a billion. Everybody's like, oh, I need to get in this fucking game. What am I doing with my life? The very um, few things that are talked about. The fine print. The fine print that says at the bottom is this shit will fuck you up. It will fuck you up good. It will chew you. It will eat you out. It will spit you on the floor. And there are going to be these moments that are are just fucking horrible, what I call darkness. Um, And I still think that there's a lot of collateral damage that happens in entrepreneurship, regardless of what your outcome is. There's there's collateral damage that's there. And so the other night, on Wednesday night, the pressure of a lot of things. There's just so much going on, and I'll let, I'll let you guys kind of get into that aspect. But, um, yeah, I cried. I cried for, like, three hours. I haven't done that, and I don't even – have you ever even seen me cry since we started this relationship? I've seen you, like, tear up. You actually cried for Alphonse when Alphonse, our dog, passed away. I fucking love that dog. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you tear up a few times, um, but more in the, in the occasion of death. Mm. Um, but not really, I haven't seen you cry under pressure. And basically, I was really sad. I was really sad when I saw you crying. And it was, it was, it was a hard moment, you know? Because it was real, it was deep. Yeah, it, it, really, it really was. And so I'd like to talk about, uh, to, to start, I mean, this is, not, this is not all that we have on our schedule, <laughs> our schedule, but I'd like to start with just talking about what you guys have been going through. I mean, this has been a really, really heavy journey. I've been going through the most fucked up emotional journey in my life, um, ups, downs, the highest ups and the highest downs ever. Um, and I could say that, that that damages you for permanent damage. 100% because you start to lose track of things. You know, I've lost my purpose in this business at least two times, at least. And when you lose purpose, um, you just feel unfulfilled. And being unfulfilled is, you know, the crying that you had the other night. Yeah. Imagine feeling that, not crying to say, but feeling empty. That pain. Um, that pain of emptiness and, and deep sadness, actually, for not knowing who you are and what you do and why you're doing what you're doing. And this journey has sped that process up dramatically and trust me i've gone through times where i literally feel like right now i feel on top of the world and i feel incredible which is opposite to my two other partners right now but right now i do feel incredible though i do want to say that during your crying i felt really good so i'm just saying like i went through but right before that i always hit a down bottom i hit this rock bottom this cement bottom that hurts so much and it makes me question everything. Yes. Question why I want to be part of this business, why I want to work with you guys, why I'm even selling chocolate. Like, And then also questions my personal life because that kind of sadness translates over to your personal life, which then causes a deeper, deeper hole that you keep digging because then you question everything else. And I find that this emotional journey of entrepreneurship 
is just so no one shows this side of it no one no one tells you that this is what's going to happen this is the type of feelings you're going to go through you either see like you said the success stories of the people celebrating that sold for five six seven hundred two hundred a hundred fifty million dollars and then you see the big failures the big ones only the big ones of like sears going bankrupt yep and just you know ripping the company apart and that's all they do nothing in between nothing in between and entrepreneurship is everything in between and for me right now midday squares is going through a crazy time right now it is flipping it is doing a 180 it is going to midday squares 2.0 which is a rebuild in the team it's filling all the holes we have in our business because we have tremendous holes in our ship and this time instead of just patching them up with bandages and little cement we're replacing the pieces and we're building a fucking strong ship but in that process to build that strong ship that's going to go direction fast, it needs to be built properly and it's going to burn a lot of things. And these burns are going to cause a lot of stress and it's already causing stress in our company because you got to let certain things go to make the other things better. And Sacrifice. We're gonna, yeah, we're actually going to talk about letting letting the ship burn. Um, what do you think keeps you in the game before we go to Les? Like, honestly, I was thinking oh. about this in the shower the other day. What, what keeps you in the game? So I, <laughs> I know what keeps me in the game. I, I, I read everything. I read everything about our, our, our customer base. That's who keeps me in the game. You know, people say their team keeps the game. We have a great team. Don't don't go get me wrong. It's a family. We had a great speech yesterday with our team. They I love them. But when I see my when we see our customers and you actually read the depth of the messages, the actual substance that people are putting effort into this entity and giving this entity a shot to build something massive for a bigger meaning in life, that's what keeps me going every single day. That's what keeps me waking up at six, showing up for 645 and giving 150% every single day. That's it. Amen. 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 What, how's this journey been for you? And take, and really take me through it, Jake. That was, that was epic. And, and just for, for our listeners knowing, I need to, if we could queue up a picture, there's this really fresh picture. Um, you know, when, uh, they do the before and after of presidents, Ugh. And it's always like you see the president going into the uh, White House and they're fresh and then they leave and, they leave and they're, they're, they're like they're definitely beat up and grayer like I can actually it's it's been only two years and we have that picture of Jake already. No, like, but of the three of us, honestly, babe, 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 I, Nick, I look, Jake's I'm never gorgeous. looked better. Yeah, thank you. Les, honestly, N- Nick, Nick you're and vile. I... I see pictures of you. Trust me, I ain't looking. I ain't, I ain't happy when I see those pictures <laughs> <Okay>. of you. <laughs> I do agree Wake with that. Wake up, babe. I'm just saying you're aging, babe. You are aging quick. Uh, I like it. It's great. Uh, it's it, it, nah. the version it's like, it's of like a negative positive. No, no. With <laughs> a version of you is is very hot. I like it. Whatever's happening, I like it, Les. Take me through what's gone on in your life. I mean, we it's, it's, tw- it's two years and a little bit. Basically, I feel like the last two years have been a complete blur. Hmm. Um, my life prior to MDS was very calm was like zen it was very zen there wasn't a lot of friction i didn't have a lot of friends i just you know you guys know me i I did my thing with my crew and you and my fam and i was slaying but i did always want more and then we went out and 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 talk about that more what was that drive so you had in theory in theory you had the perfect life Yes, exactly. In theory, I had the perfect life. But in whose eyes? Well, yeah, this is the part I want to know where that longing came from. Well, this is where I don't know what the right answers are until this journey is over. Because like you said, there's so much um, collateral collateral damage that happens that was it worth it in the end. Maybe yes, maybe no. None of us have the answers because it's the unknown. It's, it's, you know, um, but basically prior to Midday Squares, like you said, I had a, a perfect 
life. I don't like to use that word. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's I no agree. such thing as perfect, but I had an amazing life that I That's really loved. DHH talks about it. Uh, you were in a life. DHH? DHH is the founder of Basecamp, Ruby on Rails. Cool. Um, he basically talks about, he also doesn't like the word happiness or perfect. It's you yeah. were in a state of flow. Yeah, exactly. I was in a great state of flow. But I was longing for something more. And that thing was like that fire that you wake up every morning mm. to go after, to like that, this thing that gets you out of bed, you know, even when you're exhausted. And there's something about that that I really love. But then, you know, we started Midday Squares with a bit of a euphoric, like, vision of everything. What was that vision? That vision was is that we're <laughs> going to build this chocolate bar company and it's going to be so much fun and so amazing and not easy, but like, easier than it is <laughs> basically i never thought that it would be this hard to make a dollar and it really is and the last two years is creeping up to all of us um and that was what your cry was basically it was a, lo- a big release and um I'm, I've been feeling okay these days. I mean, there's a lot going on at Midday Squares that we haven't spoken about uh, with our with our community. And I think it's a perfect time to, to speak about it. And you're asking how I'm feeling and what's going on. Well, basically, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed, you know. Um, and luckily, I have, you know, a team and partners to, to lean on. But sometimes it's not enough. Um, and basically, last weekend, I had a breakdown. You weren't there, uh, but I drove up north to see... Uh, my family and um, I didn't even know how how I was going to get there but I just went for a drive and I ended up there and basically I had a full full blown breakdown and I realized that there's there's just it's just sometimes it's just so much like right now you know like I haven't really told the community about it but um, we let go of our plant manager like six weeks ago or, or four weeks ago. I don't remember exactly. Like, so that was really intense for the company, you know, and, and we spent so much time finding this person that we thought it was the right fit and it wasn't. And, and then, you know, Jordan's no longer with us and Newman shell, Newman shell, and, 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 and Ali's no longer with us. And basically, um, we only, who is Ali to you? Ali was a marketing manager. So we work directly with each other basically every day, every minute on coming up with great content and things to put out to the world. And basically both these people only gave us two weeks. And in a company as a startup, when you're only, you know, 10 people in the office um, or including us three, uh, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not easy to lose team members. Because when that happens is it, it's a it, it's a, it, it, what happens is the work has to disperse against the other people. And I think this brings up a reality, right? Right. A reality is, is you come into uh, being an entrepreneur, right? You have this utopic idea of what it's going to be. Oh, it's, it's, it's so epic. And then you start this process. And a lot of people, the process is the first time they ever go through it in their life of where you start to learn that humans are out for themselves. Exactly. It is a it is a it is a real experience. It is a true experience. Um, and it's not to put anybody down, right? Everybody in this world looks out for themselves. And so when we talk about the two week notice is there is nothing wrong in giving two week notice, right? There's that is the rules of the game. Yeah. And at the end of the day though, a company that's fragile, 
um, will go through pain because serious you pain. can't you can't you can't find someone in two weeks. It's just impossible. That's what, but, at least if you want the right person. If you want the right people, right? And so that's what this MDS 2.0 is: is figuring out what we need, who we need, how to build, like Jake said, a proper ship that has no holes, and and go from there. Because basically, we need to build this infrastructure, and that's what we're trying to do now. We're trying to build this infrastructure, and so there are going to be like we've spoken about on this podcast before about fires. There's a lot of fires to be put out right now at Midday Squares, but some are actually going to have to burn. And that's scary. But basically in our therapy session, we discussed, which we were dancing. It was an incredible session. Jake was, I... Jake's hero speech. Oh no, 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 my no. God. Do you have remember, it on recording? I, I have it on recording. I don't recording. even remember it, to be honest. He had such a hero <laughs> speech, okay, that it, it, first of all, fired you up. I had a good cry. I, I'm still <laughs> working my way up. But basically it did fire me up because Jake said... It doesn't really matter what we do, but we'll run this thing to zero before we fucking give up. We will go guns blazing. I want to pause here for every entrepreneur that's on the journey with us <laughs> listening to this show. Jake, try. No, I'm not going to ask you to redo that, it's, but but no, it's impossible. It's impossible to redo. I can't recreate that moment. No, we're not trying to recreate the moment. But Jim was there. No, we're not trying to recreate the moment. We're trying to instill because we're not the only ones going through this darkness. There's a lot yeah. of people in the world going through Look, this darkness right now. We posted right the now. automation video yesterday and I got some personal messages from people in the industry saying like, thanks for posting that because I don't, every time I watch your videos, I don't feel alone. Exactly. And it's like, there's so it's, many entrepreneurs going through what we're going through. Call, I called it in the, my show notes today for talking about what we're going to get through. I called it just darkness. That darkness is is driven by fear, anxiety, unknowing, self-doubt. A Can lot I of self-doubt's a big thing. Oh, huge. Yeah. That being said, though, where does the courage come from? And I think you nailed it yesterday, the courage. No. When I, do you develop courage? When you lose track of just caring about failing. And that's what I mean. Like at the end of the day, we came here, the three of us and our amazing team that we have here, to not come here to give 70%, to, to slay, to sit there and do whatever we got to do. We came here to give whatever we have that we have in our tanks, to give it all, to give everything we have financially to this business. Everything. Everything. To make sure that at the end of the day, if this company was going to go down to the ground and be buried, <laughs> we're going with it and we don't give a flying fuck. Straight up, that straight up, straight when up. When you have that mentality, you just win. You I don't agree. lose. You will fail, but winning is failure as well. Yep. It's the same thing because you use the failure to keep it going. The holes will burn, the fires will be in flames, but one day those flames will turn into gorgeous gold and you will love it, even, even if the business fails. Because that fire doesn't mean that you're dying. And I think there's a sense of, like, what was the word you used before? Um, um, no friction. We were just oh, um, state of flow. Okay. I think there's a really, no, okay, so no, mine would be peace of mind. Okay. I think there's a really nice thing that came up when you brought, when you did your hero speech in gym, is peace of mind. And I think once you really have peace of mind, that it doesn't really matter what happens, you really start the state of flow. Yeah, and and for me that was fear. It fear is ego. The, fear and ego are the ugliest fucking traits. But there's one thing that you got to paralyze. You, you got to have something aligned with that mentality. And I think what's most important is that you're committed to giving everything you've got because this these entities, these startups, we know who's out there. You guys are going through very similar things, maybe a little different, but similar on the type of Overall, overall picture of the stress, the fires, and everything. 
just know that if you go in with that mentality of understanding that you have a peace of mind, if this doesn't work out, you need to pair that with giving everything you have because if you don't give everything you have you will not, you're not gonna be fulfilled you will die you, you will, will die. die no i wasn't finished you will live but die i want to Le- say one les thing. is raising your hand but i need to get this through okay, okay. before we go okay to you. okay is that at the end of the day i really you gave your hero speech and then this goes back to stoicism a mm-hmm. part of stoicism uh google it for everybody out there it's a mindset it's a philosophy um is the manifestation of understanding where you would be at your lowest point is as part of stoicism and and then i really did it and i was thinking about it because i was really I, I i asked myself why did you cry what made you cry well it was fear it was potentially being scared can we pull this off the way we want to pull this off all these doubts and then i woke up and i felt good i mean partially because i was unslept that i was feeling very emotionally unbalanced but i woke up and i started to put it down on the paper what my life would look like if it all went to shit if i put it all in finances every fucking penny i had all in and it went to shit what would it look like and then i started to think that it's not so bad and the last piece that i would say is because so i think the conviction to go with Putting yourself in the mind of where you will be if it does all go to shit helps paired with true belief in your entity and your what we're trying to do. Never in my life have I believed more in something and where it was going. I can literally close my eyes and, and see where midday squares will be. And because I can see, I need to let go of the fear. And when Jake gave that speech of, if it were going to go down, that us three at the top, which goes into the right partners and partnership, for that first time, there was this harmony that happened mm-hmm. where I realized that I'm in a partnership with two other people that are willing to fucking sync with me. Yeah, and that's really important because if you're not, you have this other person that just that that is your worst nightmare. Yeah, and 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 that other person. Instills, is, instills fear in you. But then I looked, and we were on the call with a therapist, and I'm looking at you guys. I'm like. We are fearless. Yeah. I'm with partners that are literally willing to sit on the fucking boat with me and go gun blazing. <laughs> well, just just go. I used to be, when I first started with you, I used to be upset when I would hear that, you know, one of you was sad or worried about the business. It would put me into a really bad state of mind. Like I'd go through this rabbit hole and it was just of insecurity and it wasn't of trust that, it was subconsciously not trusting that everyone's giving the 150% no matter what. But when I saw you break down or heard about your breakdown, it didn't worry me to the slightest extent at all. I was there for you as a partner and a family member, whatever you needed, whatever you needed. But I know that again, whatever happens to the business, both of you are giving your 150% and I am too. So there's nothing more we can do. What can you do? It fails, it fails. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? No, but we love you also. Like (laughs) we want, we're gonna make it work. Can I say one thing though? For other entrepreneurs or anybody going through turmoil, um, one piece of advice is be okay with letting some things burn and I think that's what's going to get us through the next stage. And then when you're okay with letting things burn, you could devise a plan and then just go execute it. And I think like it took some time to really understand and really be okay with like, okay, letting things burn is a hard thing to digest. It's a skill in and of itself. It's a skill within itself. And and when you actually allow yourself to feels let, good. let that happen, it feels fucking good because I'm starting to feel that 
that invincibleness that you guys are feeling. But the emergency room in a hospital does a triage system. And that's how we have to do some things, unfortunately, just have to be pushed to the side and let, let not people, but things. And it's a similar to our business. Unfortunately, we're going to burn things. And it is what it is. And it's going to end up growing the business or, again, failing the business. But if it, it grows, great. Yeah. If it I doesn't, like the mindset, guys. That's it. And I love the mindset. I think every entrepreneur should have to have that because resources aren't unlimited, babe. No. And and, and I don't care who you are. Resources no. aren't unlimited. Yeah. Because humans are, are a resource and there's not unlimited humans in the world. No, co- completely not. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, and before I, th- I think or, we... We're good humans. I think before we wrap up the darkness and what you all are going through as entrepreneurs yourself or just people in life, to be honest, it doesn't even need to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's going through something. Um, I think this mindset could help. And then, and then the last piece is at the end of the day, do not hold things in. So many people think that you need to hold it in, that you're alone. Get someone, get a support system, get anything, get partners. I can't... Ex- I can't express it more enough. Entrepreneurship is a brutal journey. It should not be done alone. Um, get someone with you and just be okay with crying and fucking letting it out. It really does help. Brutal but beautiful. Brutal but beautiful. Because ultimately, I think if we talk about it, like life is all about the journey, right? And I think going back to what you said before is you had a beautiful state of flow life before, but you were missing a little bit of the There's purpose. There's no fire. There was the, zets, the purpose, the, the zets. zets. The at the end of the day, like the as crazy as midday squares is, like, and that's what I was saying to you when you're having your breakdown is essentially like as crazy as things are, there are moments where we are together and we are so fired up from the fire. Like you can't recreate that. That's what I'm saying. That's that shit is not recreatable. Like it, that fire is real gut fire. So on that note, we're going to transition into some of the things that makes the business really hard. And this is question that was asked uh, by one of our uh, one of our crew loves and like I said guys I got to fix it it's still anonymous so when the questions come in I don't know who asked them how is it that you guys are able to do a media company and run a food business and this is a question I remember when I was reading it is like a media company is I don't think that's the thing I just think that in order to be a brand in this day and age, what we've spoken about it before, you have to be a media brand. Is there a way to be a brand without being a media brand today? Unless you're a private label. Yeah. Like then you're not a brand. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're a private label business. Yeah. And for everybody listening, private label is you're essentially a manufacturer that makes products for other people that want to make brands and or have stores under their own brands. Yeah, yeah but like it, they're still a brand. Trader yeah. Joe's a brand. Yes. But they do everything under their own name. So no, but to, to the question... What is that stress? And Les, let's put it on you because Jake and I really, I mean, Jake is more involved in media than I am. How, how's that been? Like, how, like what is it's that? It's really hard. I mean, it's really, really hard to come up with fresh content, uh, content that's true to our brand. We're still identifying, like we don't have, like Jake said, the resources to have unlimited amounts of creative minds sitting at a table and coming up with strategy and ideas. We are still identifying what the brand is and we're still building that out. So while we're doing that, we have to put content out. And so, you know, a brand is a story that is really consistent. 
And so we're still in the flow of figuring that out. But media is really complex. You have to put out new content, something that's going to be engaging, something that's going to evoke something with your community, either whether it's an emotion, whether it's educational, whether it's just funny, whether it lifts you up, whatever it is, you can't just put content out for no reason or people won't care, people won't engage. And so the pressures of running a food business that we do every day, plus the media component, we're not, we are a media driven company because you can have a brand and not be as heavy in, on media as MDS, you know, but we're trailblazing. And so we are like, you know, half the time when I'm speaking to creators or, or uh, people in the industry, they're like, oh, just source it out. Like work with an agency. You, you can't source anything out. That's what I'm coming well, Every time wait, we've wait. sourced shit out. I think there's a happy mix. So I think what you can do is build an in-house team, but like you've actually told me, work with Upwork, um, find people that are really specific at things, whether it's a script writer that you want to work with, whether it's a sound specialist. Okay, so for These are experts for trade, yeah. for trades, and I think this is really important. Is absolutely when you go down to something as specific as I need a script written. Yes, I think you can. Yeah, but when it comes to Strategy, Strat brand, anything of that sort. Video, it needs to be in house. So, guys, like, do not outsource this shit. This is for you as entrepreneurs to figure out. Like, this is the hard part. Yeah, and there is no easy answer. And and storytelling and and coming up with fun content is not easy. I mean, it's just not. But you know what? The difference between good and great is huge. Yeah. And so we do it. And then a lot of people will will. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you want to go build a brand. You you can go and try to do what everybody else is doing, which is telling these meaningless stories. And meaningless stories are really easy to do. But a lot of people, so like, well, if I refer back to the question, so media. So some people might be referring to like our video content, our podcast, like right. Yeah, that's like what that. a media company. A is. lot of brands are heavy on photos, are heavy on motion graphics, but are meaningless. Heavy. Yeah, but exactly, they're just product. They're just photos of the product, really beautiful photos of the product. But exactly, the media component, a lot of companies don't know how to do and or just don't take put the money into it. I think a lot of companies don't pipe every every department together. And if you don't have every department, your media means nothing, to be honest, because you could put out content and then someone comes to visit our office and feels the exact opposite energy. It's bullshit. It's a complete bullshit. It's a scam. It's a fraud. It's a billboard. It's the same concept. You need to be true to whatever yeah, you're putting out. if you're out. not there, it's like, fuck, am yeah. I going to go sit there and write write a comment without putting someone's name? No, you put their fucking name because we care about humans. Like, you talk about the authenticity in all your videos that we create. Yeah. Why wouldn't we be authentic in every other department? No, but you you say it best. Like, when you send videos to our guests or our crew love, right, basically, you like you say their name, you know who yeah. they are, and a lot of people have said to you, oh, why don't you uh, like scale Auto this, you know, um, automate it, and you're like, no, that's not authentic to our brand. And I'm so almost willing to go on record and say, like, if you are not putting out something with meaning that evokes something, like, you're better off almost not doing it. Exactly. There needs to be purpose to everything you everything, put out. you know, like... A why. Just make sure... And I'm not pointing at any brands in general. Make sure that your media doesn't look like something that's scheduled to just go out. But that's what people look at it like. Oh I, my god! I've like seen, Tuesday, something yeah. needs to go out, Tuesday, and so let's throw just put back out Tuesday or throw whatever. Let's just put out something fucking meaningless. Yeah. So I think there's there's two fold to that. So I agree with you. I think as you grow and as you become more strong and re resourceful, you need to have strategy behind your media. But something you said to me last night, which was really important, which was 
never get caught up in the numbers. Just always like as long as we're putting content out that speaks to us, that's all that matters. And you're right, because the truth is, yes, there is social media managers out there and there's people out there who understand engagement, impressions, reach, whatever. And we have we have a very interactive community, but it's important to not get lost in the numbers. Yes. And when you get lost in the numbers, you usually your content becomes weak. Well, you just change your direction. of the. You're stopping to build the cathedral. You're putting down the bricks only. As long yeah. as the three of us like love, ev- love everything that we put out, there will be other people that it, love it. It's really artistry. It comes down to it comes down to musical performance. It comes down to making albums. Like Bieber can't put out the same album that he put out when he no. was fourteen because he's not fourteen anymore. It's a different life, so right? Exactly. If he's gonna put out that album, it's gonna feel inauthentic. And, and that's strategy. That is with being authentic. Yeah. I think I think it's just like if I if I'm gonna watch the video at the end of the day when I get back home at nine p.m. and I'm up the and I'm on our social media and I see it and it makes me feel good. I think we've done something great, you know. I think that's what that's what real brand is. If your own team can feel good watching your own content, that's like, cool. I already knew the story from last night's video about automation. I knew you. I know obviously know the whole story, <laughs> but I sat there and I watched the video as if it was TV, and I really was just smiling, sad at one point. I was I was like, this is what makes me feel good, and this is what wants me to come to work every day too. So it's like this is what we need to be putting out. Fuck the numbers at this point. Focus on putting shit out that will take that customer on a journey or that guest on a journey through our business or whatever your message you're trying to create and let it flow through it. Yeah, and it's important for people to remember that it's not just a product you see on the shelf. There is so much blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it every day and that's why we show it because it's not just a packaged good. Like most other ones. Last thing I want to say before we wrap up the show. We're already wrapping up. Yeah, we're wow. wrapping up because we're finding we're finding the rhythm. We know what our we know what you guys want to listen to. We know the timeline, kind of. So we're we're really getting there, and I'm really excited to have all of you that are listening to the show be on this journey with us as we figure it out too. It's the best. We've never done podcasting before. Yeah. Um, we're we're about to elevate though. Oh yeah, we are about to elevate. This was this everything you guys have heard to date has been MDS a, 1.0. MDS 1.0 brought to you by. Um, Kanye, Jordan, I was reading there's there's in Entrepreneur magazine they they put out an article about always betting on yourself. And so often as you go through life, you end up like think about it. You buy stocks. Well ultimately what you're doing when you buy a stock is you're betting on somebody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there comes a point in time where let's say you took $10,000 and you gave it to Microsoft stock. I mean, that's 10 G's that you gave to another entity. And then you start to have something brew inside your stomach, an idea, and it takes 10 grand. And then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, it's a little expensive. I am fucking here to say that in everything I've done in my life, and I still continue to doubt myself, which is crazy, but I'm driven by doubt. We've spoken about this. Mm. Every time I've bet on myself, the outcomes have been of magnitude. I've been of exponential. Yeah. Um, it, it's been a factor of 10 when I've had success. It's been huge outcomes. And so never fucking don't bet on yourself. If there's an opportunity in life, it may not work out always, but on a scale, if you bet on yourself, let's say 10 times and you only succeed once in 10, that outcome is going to be, I promise you, 100x the 10 losses that you had. I just don't think it works for everyone that because 
some people don't give their 150%. So like, it's like, okay, they have this euphoric feeling idea in their mind. I'm going to put $100,000, I'm just saying for number purposes, um, into this business that I think is so cool because I think it's going to be great. And then you just stop because there's no execution skill. There's no commitment. There's no real vision and real belief in yourself. And then when you don't believe in yourself, that investment is, is down to the shred. It's zero dollars. You brought up a really good point. But you believe in yourself. Yes. I so believe in myself. You believe in yourself. Sophia believes in herself. I've believed in myself and lost money. But same, that's okay. same. Babe, that's a great investment. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you could still believe in yourself and it not end up being 10x. But No, that's I, why I said the- But it's 10x You only need way. to hit- Yeah, exactly. No, I'm here to tell you, I've tried many, many times. Yeah. I only, of all the times I've hit so far, one time. Can you tell the bat story? Yeah. Can we can can we end off? Have we the, ever never? No, you've no, never told it. That okay. would be the ending. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is. I can't believe we never told the story on the show. So uh, Scooter Braun, shout out Scooter Braun, sa- said this story super good. Is is he was asked on a on a show? What's the definite definition of entrepreneurship? And this is the definition. So the New York Yankees basically set out an audition for anybody in the game that wants to get a contract with the New York Yankees to come and basically step up to bat against their top pitcher. It was open to every single person, okay? Hundreds of people get in line. The kicker was if you hit a home run, you got a one-year contract with the Yankees, but you had to do it in front of a packed stadium and televised. So the first pitcher, sorry, the first batter shows up, ready, confident, gets the first pitch, Misses. Boos start hitting in the crowd. Boo, boo, boo. Folds his tail, leaves right away. Wow. Second person comes in, swings. Now they're confident. They're like, oh, yeah, that person, they missed and they gave up right away. And the Yankees said, this was another thing I forgot to say, that you could stay on the batting uh, pitch as long as you wanted. That was another kicker. And so the second person shows up, all confident, swings, misses. The boos start. Swings again, the boosts start getting louder. Swings again, misses. Now someone pitches something on, throws a beer can. They put their bat down, they leave. Anyway, this goes on for like 20 more. Finally, somebody steps up to bat and they just keep on going. We're talking 30, 40 pitches in and the crowd is chanting, get off the fucking field. (laughs) And throwing things at them. And bam, a home run's hit. The next day in the New York Times, the headline is person hits home run and signs with the Yankees. That's it. Didn't talk about the 40 pitches that they missed. Didn't talk about the booing. And then that media gets picked up and all of a sudden all that's talked about is that they hit the home run. Nothing Not the else. resilience. Not the resilience, the not the grid, not any of that shit. Not all the fucking people before it that had the exact same opportunity. And that in and of itself is entrepreneurship. I love it. That is it. And on that note, if you don't have belief in yourself, find a psychologist, find a coach, build that belief in yourself and then bet on yourself because I promise it will always work out. Three, two, one. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Midday Squares Uncensored. That's a wrap. As always, middaysquares.com slash podcast questions for any of the questions that you want to hear us talk about on the show. Go out into your weekend, bet on yourself, and kill it. 